0: We're live.
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> we will actually. We're not live. We're not. No, we're recording. I'm live with you. Uh huh. You're live <laughs> with me, and this is a pre-recorded podcast <laughs> that will one day hit the airwaves.
0: Isn't that a funny thing to think about? That mm-hmm. what's happening right now for us
1: is the present the time, moment. Is the
0: present moment, but by the time our listeners listen to it, it'll be their present moment, and we'll be there even though we're here.
1: (laughs) We'll actually be somewhere else. You will probably be
0: in Europe. I will. So I'll be somewhere in Europe. And I will be somewhere. You will be somewhere in the world that is yet to be determined. (laughs) Exactly right. Remember that show, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the The world world is Kristen Hange? Hange. (laughs) That's what we're going to
1: do. (laughs) <laughs> should I have a tv show yes. should I do a little youtube show yeah that is my secret dream I and want to have a little like, yeah, yeah that is our secret dream mm-hmm. we tried to do it once I know
0: and then we had a pandemic <laughs> yes <laughs> well anyway we're here we're here in the present moment uh I'll set the stage we're in my apartment we're on the upper west side it's a beautiful evening the sun is just just starting to think about settings it's but-
1: a gently caressing the (laughs) building.
0: Kristen looks beautiful. She's wearing cute little pink short shorts and we're drinking rosé and doing a podcast.
1: Natalie has beautiful yellow roses on the table. Always. Her skin is radiant. (laughs) Her smile is luminous. I told Natalie right before we recorded this that I wanted to call this episode Kristen doesn't want to do a podcast (laughs) because if I was going to be true to my soul and true to this present moment I'm like Oh, I don't know if I have anything to say. I don't know if I have anything to share. I mean, I'm sure I do. Someone told me today, they're like, I hear you in my head. And I talk to my friends and just what you've said to me has really changed my life. Like, I'm. by the way, can everyone watch me <laughs> patting myself on the back? The reason I'm pointing this <laughs> is No, I, actually, I know it's going somewhere. It's because <laughs> that I was feeling today of having one of those days. Yes. And so I'm, nothing, everything I say is meaningless. Yes, Why does anyone care? Yes, I was having that day. <laughs> day all the time. And so when she said that to me, I said, really? What's Tell me more. What's something I've said to you that's actually been
0: meaningful? <laughs> now, by the way, like as if you need the wisdom, so you're like, tell me what I said. As if I have total amnesia. Well, oh, you've said many, many things that have changed my life. You've done many things that have changed my life. If that's helpful to you. Why is it hard to
1: know the truth about ourselves?
0: Wow well, the 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 ego. I assume. Well, I assume some of it is conditioning, and, sure. and I assume some of it is a conditioning that we've been told. You know, don't think too highly of yourself, and be humble. Yeah. And I think that some of that is conditioning. You know,
1: I just had something I want to say. Finally,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirsten wants to do a podcast. Wait, how many minutes are we in? That something happened. <laughs> I knew it would happen.
1: <laughs> do you love? I just didn't have inspiration, and now I do. Okay, Love the it. other day on the Instagram... <laughs> oh, she's getting her phone I now, know. friends. Billy Porter po- posted this incredible... Oh, um, Billy Porter always has good things to say. Always does. Hi, this is Kristen. Just a note. The artist that I'm referencing is Alok Ved Minam. And they were interviewed on the Man Enough podcast by Justin Belladoni. And that episode is called The Urgent Need for Compassion. I've already listened to it a few times. I suggest you check it out. So I got really excited about watching these videos of a lock mm. that talks about I'm divine and I am beautiful. And what I do is allow my beauty to be seen and shared with the world because the world is more beautiful because I am here. Mm. And so this beautiful, healthy self-esteem of right. I share myself with the world as a gift. There it is. Was giving me life this week.
0: And how interesting that simultaneously, when you can appreciate that mm-hmm. in this human being, yes. when it comes to your own self as a human being, my, do, like, you forget that your words create beauty on the planet.
1: Well, and also, and I'm sure this is just what it is to be human. We, we remember and forget. We get constantly back and forth. Yeah. And sometimes we have like a, a, an inflated sense of self. Yes. And sometimes. We, right. It, 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 it takes a dive. It
0: oscillates. Of uh, there, there's this sort of like scale of better than less than. Yeah. And the truth is just that thing of just the isness.
1: Right. Because the better. To, the better than less than game is ego. Right. And we know that So when we can see that in ourselves, we can go and not shame ourselves for, but, Oh, okay. Yeah. There's that part. There's that part of me driving the car right now. Yeah. It likes to compare.
0: mm -hmm. It likes to know itself in opposition to something. I was just having this conversation with a client the other day, and we were talking about definitions and names and things that we call things. And we were just in this really cool conversation of, well, the minute I call this a chair, it defines my relationship to it. It now becomes the thing I sit on, right? If I call it in something different, does my relationship to it change, Mm -hmm. right? So if I call myself insecure, what does that do to my relationship with myself? Because I've called, because I've labeled myself this thing. And really, when you really think about it, the things that we actually are are the things that we can't label like you can't label beauty beauty Mm -hmm. is everything it's so many things it's It's not one thing right uh truth expression creativity um justice like these things are not things like chairs and tables, these things are, there's an isness, there's an absoluteness of all of these things. And those are the things that we actually are. Those are the things that our perusia, our spirit actually is that we're actually deeply tapped in and connected to all of those things. So when your lovely friend on Instagram says, I am beauty, I'm divine, I'm radiant energy. It's like, yes. And that gives us the opportunity to remember ourselves as that too, because it's not defined as one form or one body or one
1: person. Right. And just like there are so many different kinds of flowers and so many different kinds of trees, there are so many different kinds of humans and we're all beautiful. And I love that conversation you were having with your client about as soon as you label the chair, the chair, it it becomes the chair, but it could also be so many other things. And it could be used as so many other things. Yeah. And it brings us back to the power of our words and our perceptions in everything that's going on in our life. And I, I've been on an echo trip a little bit also this week. He was talking about the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Yep. It being something that created the binary, Uh huh. created the desire to label things. Yes to call things out as preferred or not preferred. Right. Um, Right or wrong. mm -hmm. Yes or no. Which Mm -hmm. creates the discontent. Mm. It's the label. And then I've I've now named this something. And now I've named this as something that I don't want. And that keeps us in suffering and resistance at the present moment.
0: Yeah. Do you know um, Derek Delgadio? I hope I'm saying that right. He did this in incredible off-broadway show called in and of itself yes it's brilliant brilliant he also has like awesome book now i'm going to totally uh butcher this piece that he did as part of his show but he he does this like series of vignettes in his show and he all really ties it together with like identity and and what we say and what we understand ourselves to be and it's so beautiful um It's actually on Hulu, I believe Mm -hmm. you can watch it in and of itself. And it's so insanely good. If you haven't seen it, please look it up. But he tells this story and I'm going to butcher the story. So go and like actually watch it and find the real story. But I'll give you what my perception, what my remembering of this story was. And it really identifies with what we're talking about he talked about these, these people that were, you know, on this journey and they were blinded somehow. I don't know if they were blindfolded or they couldn't see. And they came across this, this thing, this, this being. And so they were like feeling it and trying to understand what it was because they couldn't see it. And so they were feeling with their hands and they felt okay on one side, it's like this very tall, thick structure. It almost feels like a wall. And then like on the other side, it kind of feels like the same thing, but then it feels like it has like like uh, trunks, almost like trees. And there's four of them. And then if you go kind of towards the front part, it feels like there's this like long thing, this like long tube like thing. And then if you go towards the back, there's this little tiny long thing that's like thinner, like a straw. And so they were using their deduction and they were like elephant, it's an elephant. And they all decided it was an elephant based on what they felt. Now, what they were feeling was based on their past perceptions. Everything that they were feeling was based on how they knew the world to be, right? So we all have this way that we understand the world to be and we create meaning based on what our understanding of things are. So based on my understanding of what I'm feeling and what I know to be possible, I'm gonna label this elephant and then move on. And so, uh, what Derek revealed in the show is that it was actually this like mystical, magical rainbow colored thing with these big wings. And this, like, it was like a fairy weird elephant creature that no one would have known because it's not something that we've seen before. It's not like, so when we, I, we make identifications, we make judgments based on what we understand to the point of our consciousness. And that can't go further. Yeah. And so we have to allow ourselves, if we really want to see things as they are and not as we are, we have to stop labeling. Mm-hmm. We have to stop saying you're this kind of person. Yeah. Oh, I know what you are. Right. No, you don't. You don't like, I don't even know who you are. That's what's so great about our friendship is that the more time I spend with you, if I stay out of identification of what I think you to be, I get to have it be revealed to me every time I hang out with you more things that I didn't know were possible for you to be. Yes, And that's the gift of our romantic relationships. It's the gift of our creativity. It's the gift of our talents. We don't know anything about them. And if we just stay out of labeling, my talent is this, my uh, creative energy is this, then we actually have the potential outside of the label, outside of what we call something to, as Alok did in his Facebook, say, I am beauty. I am this, I am that, and let it evolve and let it show us what we don't know yet.
1: Right, because everything is constantly evolving. Tis what life does. So while we are ever evolving, so are all our partners, so is life itself, so is the world. And so when we create labels, we're actually creating limits, which keep us out of, and we've been talking, the emerging consciousness. Yeah. So it's a really interesting thing to go, where have I, have been creating stories about myself, where have I been creating stories about my partner or even about someone else's reaction? Yeah. Where have I been creating stories about my career? Where have I been creating stories of, with someone I work with? Because it's those stories that actually create limits that keep us from going where we want to go Yeah. and being able to experience what we want to experience.
0: Yeah. Because as soon as you like, say, you know, this is a sad story. Well, then do you lose the ability to also see it as a story of grace, as a Mm -hmm. story of hope, as a story of forgiveness, as as a story of anger? Like, do you lose the ability to see all of the things that something is when you decide what it is? Yeah, and so
1: when we find ourselves stuck in a label, like, which can, (laughs) we back up, the moment we find ourselves in suffering, We can go, how did I get here? So a little Byron Katie work, what is the story that I've made here that has created my suffering? And is it because of the words I'm using to define this Mm. that is creating the container where I can't see the possibility, where I can't see the opening, where I can't see where it's already changing. It's already transmuting. Mm. There's something that's already happening here. The energy is already taking me somewhere. If, I, if I'm willing to have the sight to see where change wants to be.
0: And it reminds me what you were saying about Eckhart Tolle. There's this way that we use identification to create a feeling of safety, because if I know what something is and I know how to relate to it, or I know mm-hmm. how to control it, or I know how to interact with it, right? And so in that paradigm, we're constantly setting up this idea of right and wrong. And I've been really looking at this lately, of, you know, I can see it a lot, um, you know, when I spend time on social media. I can see it a lot just in the world in general this idea that, like, which side is right and which side is wrong, and this sort of very black and white way of seeing the world. And I think that when we're children, this is how we understand the world. We understand comfort and discomfort. D's, uh ease, and and lack of ease, like uh, safe, unsafe. Like we really, as as babies, we understand when we feel good and when we don't feel good, and and that's really as far as it goes. And I think that emotional maturity is really when it's like, oh, I'm actually able to hold more than that at the same time. Like I can be angry at you, and also still hold love for you. Like the love doesn't have to get withheld when anger shows up. And I think part of us in our maturation process is, can we, can we see duality without thinking that you can only be on one side? Can you see that you also are duality? You are yin and yang. You are, you are more than one thing at one time. And something happens when you start to label yourself as right, but then there has to be co-created someone to be wrong for you to be right. Or vice versa. If, some, if, if you're creating that you're wrong, you create this outer authority or this, this otherness that's right. And it's in the label and the identification that you actually create the separation, which keeps you from the conversation, that it keeps you from the healing. That at all moments,
1: everything is here and now. Because <laughs> the present moment is pure potentiality. Right. And something that maybe has never been before. And of course it has never been before. If we're
0: not attached to like, well, this is how it goes. This is who you are. This is who I am.
1: And often we race to answers and we race to action because we are scared of that unknown limitless potential that is alive in every moment. So we don't even let the new thing that is trying to be birthed right here and now come through because we are running to grasp. We're running to control. We want to make something happen. We want a clear path forward. And and that actually keeps us in these kind of bridges of the past, as opposed to allow this new thing that is right there to grow. The thing that is knocking, the thing that is asking to come through. When you were talking about two things being there at once. It made me think of an Instagram artist which I <laughs> that I wish I could quote. Another side note, the artist that I'm referencing is Stephanie Chin, and you can find her on Instagram at Stephanie, with an I-E, Chin, C-H-I-N-N, art, Stephanie Chin art. It was a, mm. a series of images where things that seemed opposite we're holding each other's hands in, in, as they move forward in that we can hold the space for opposites at, in any situation. Yes, all things are here. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too, mm. that too. And it's one of the ways that we can expand ourselves if we're looking for expansion in our lives. Oh, I see that. Oh, and I see that too. Oh, and I see this part here. And what am I going to nurture And serve in this moment for the what I desire, right? What's the energy that I'm gonna serve in my life? Because that energy that we lean into, that we cultivate, that we ask to come forward, will then pick up momentum. Yes. There's something you've been doing that I really enjoy and I want to acknowledge which is like the love check-ins you've been doing with me are so (laughs) beautiful and I look forward to them. So I want to tell our listeners. like, Oh
0: my gosh. It's, I don't, I can't remember how that practice started. It was like a spontaneous thing I
1: started doing
0: yeah, out of nowhere.
1: Natalie will call and like, give me these little like voicemail love check-ins but it's so beautiful and it deeply touches my heart. And then I feel like so open and excited. And I've thought often how that like is such a nurturing act in uh, friendship. yeah. You know, like it so nurtures uh, our connection. And I've just many times thought of how grateful I feel because it's such a generous act of love, connection and nurturing. Oh,
0: yeah. and so so how I frame a love check-in is it's exactly that it's, it's, I'm, um, like if you go to the doctor for a checkup, you know, and the doctor gives you the, Mm -hmm. like, you're healthy, everything's good. Um, I just started doing this thing where I would give Kristen like love check-ins or love checkups. And it's just me, uh, my voice, like i I always make sure it's voice because, you know, text and everything, it's just like a little bit less personal. And it's my voice saying like, here's what I love about you today. Here's what I appreciate about you today. I'm curious what you're doing today. I can't wait to hear everything about your day. Cause you make me so happy. I'm so happy to know you're alive. Like whatever, whatever the inspiration is, but sometimes I can feel myself getting a kick out of myself sending it Yes, because as I'm sending it, I'm in the imagining of you <laughs> listening to it, and I'm doing this monologue where I'm getting so like off on being in love with you, <laughs> and I stop on hearing it, and it raises vibration like nobody's business because it's just it's silly but genuine. Right? Some days
1: I want to like beat you to the love check in. Yeah, like sometimes to... you do. Uh-huh.
0: You do. <laughs> and then sometimes it's really fun to be with my. um, French curmudgeon husband, who is very, very romantic. And uh, like, he's probably the most romantic person in the entire universe. Like, every day starts with cuddles and you mm. can't get out of it. Like, he's so romantic. But when he hears me on the phone making my love check to you, he's just like rolling his eyes. He's like, American people. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> Like what are you guys doing? Why do you talk to each other like that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so then I also get like the double of that, <laughs> and like the duality of my curmudgeony husband, who's like, "Why the fuck do you talk like that to your best friend?" And then my best friend, who's like, "I, I love you so much." <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, (laughs) but how the energy creates momentum.
0: Yeah. The energy creates momentum. Exactly. That's the whole point. It's that it's the, it's the creative element. Like, am I, am I reacting to life? Am I creating life? I'm always reacting to life. When I take an identification that got there before me and I agree to it.
1: Hold on. Will you say that one more time? That was rad.
0: What did I say? See how we forget when we we are reacting to life when we take an identification that got there before us and we agree to it. We yeah. blindly agree to it. And that's what conditioning is. You know, your parents or your culture or your society or your school says, this is what's right.
1: This is what's wrong. And we say, okay. And they, where do they get those ideas from? That's all conditioning. So we keep adopting these rules that might not fit for us. Our brain is conditioned. I mean, I've,
0: I've heard, um, I think it's Tony Robbins talk about this, but I've heard many like peak performance coaches talk about your brain isn't designed to create success. Your brain is designed to survive. Like you have a caveman brain. You have a brain that 2000 years ago was, was really built to look for saber tooth tigers, yes. not look for rainbows. That's right. And we no longer live in a universe where we have to turn around and make sure a saber tooth tiger isn't going to eat us. Well, I mean, not today. Not on the other side. <laughs> yes. Um, so our brain is actually still functioning from an inherent negativity bias that is actually no longer relevant to much of how we currently live. So if we actually want to be like on the edge, if we want to be in creative potential, then we have to look at everything that we create identification around, or we agree to identification around. We have to look at it because there's evidence for whatever you decide. Yes. If I decide the world is a cruel, angry, divided place, you just click on your Facebook and you will see evidence of it. If you decide the emerging consciousness is happening and things are healing and more people are meditating than ever, then you'll find evidence of that too. So be really careful what you align with and even more so be really intentional about what you're deciding to create.
1: Yes, that's right. And we can do that every day and we can do that every moment. It reminds me of when Esther Hicks will talk about segment intending mm. of before you walk into any, the new conversation, the work phone call, just getting really clear about what your intention is or the energy or what you want to cultivate in that moment. But a practice that can be fun. if you like things that are fun mm-hmm. <laughs> is in your journal, writing out oh, this is the story of myself today. Yeah. Or just even energetically living through your day in terms of what you want to feel, what you want to experience. Yeah. That's how I think we can use our creative power to nurture the momentum of an energy that can carry us to somewhere we've never been before. Yeah,
0: like use the fact that your brain is really good at rehearsing outcomes and mm-hmm. making them happen. That's let's right. use that, but let's stop rehearsing potential nightmares and potential like, you know, negative biases. Can I rehearse, like, you know, the things that I want to have happen? The who I want to be, the beingness of me. Can can I actually something that actually really helps me a lot is when I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, don't feel like running today. I imagine, I literally see myself running those last steps and then falling on the grass and feeling my lungs feeling amazing and listening to music and laying on the grass in Central Park and feeling so good. And by the time I just sit in the visioning of that, the next thing that wants to happen is me putting on my shoes, Yes. right? Because I'm excited to live into that potential. But if I'm if I'm thinking about, oh, mile three is going to be really hard and I'm going to be tired and I'm going to be sweaty. And then then that's not something I'm going to be really excited and actively want to live into. And we don't realize that we're actually doing that all the time. Am I bringing dread or am I bringing excitement? Am I bringing hope and possibility or am I bringing, oh, it's probably going to go this way again. When I walk into conversations with people, am I like, I hope they don't get mad at me. Or am I bringing, I'm so excited for us to find a solution. I'm so excited for us to to like, you know, come to a positive outcome
1: here. Right, it's almost the moment that we can see ourselves inside a situation that we don't desire, that we don't want to say, what was the story that I was holding that helped me to create this? Mm. So what did I live into that created this situation? and am I willing to take responsibility for that? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Am I, am I willing to, to see, I really co-created
0: that Mm -hmm. I signed off on it. I Mm -hmm. co-signed on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really, it's a really challenging thing to look at. Um, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen how much my ego will fight Mm -hmm. for me to, to defend that. I don't have to look at this, but when I can see that pain. Suffering, all the things that have shown up in my life that I really feel are difficult or have caused me pain or caused me strife or feel unfair. And if I can really ask myself that question, how did I co sign on this? Is it somewhere normalized inside my system? And so that's how it got in. You know, like if I can really. And again, it's not to say that if you've been perpetrated against or, you know, um, that type of situation has happened, that is not to say that it is your responsibility. It is to say, like, who was I being that allowed this conversation to happen Mm -hmm. or that that allowed myself to be treated that way? Like, What was I feeling and thinking about myself? that allowed that relationship to exist or that kind of thing. So, So rather than always being so quick to the black and white, the who's right and who's wrong, can I actually just hold we were two people or two beings or whatever the case may be, playing out a dynamic that was very much alive in both of us. And I get to create what
1: plays out inside of me. That's fun. That is fun. I get to create what plays out inside of me every moment of every day. So I'm an author. I'm a creator. I get to create what happens next. You're the writer. I, I get to create what I look at. I get to create what I see. I get to create what I live and I get to create what I feel. And that I can recognize my power inside of this. And it's not determined on circumstance. It doesn't matter what's happening anywhere. I can withdraw my attention from what's actually occurring in life. And, and become still. And in that place of stillness, connect to the power I have inside of me that is the author, that is the power. When I was listening to sweet Eckhart Tolle talk about-
0: Love Eckhart Tolle so much. Oh my gosh. I'm pouring a little more rosé in celebration of how much
1: I love Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. That feels right. right. Thanks, Eckhart. Um, he talked about- when he finally realized he had his awakening he spent a lot of time doing nothing he said mm-hmm. in fact didn't he say he spent two years on the park bench or yes. something like
0: <laughs> um, and i kind of believe him
1: <laughs> totally he said he felt so in love with the present moment mm. that being became so much more interesting than doing, Mm -hmm. so we actually like lost interest in doing because the being, just the being was so delicious. And as I say that, I remember a time when I was on a substance and I, this whole trip, this whole journey I was on, I was like, oh, it feels so good to be in my body. This whole journey was like, oh, I don't need anything. I don't need to talk to anyone. I am just enjoying feeling my body and my own aliveness. Yeah, You know, that, that, that my cells are alive. Yes. Yeah. I imagine that Eckhart was having a similar situation, but without the aid of substance. So he, he says that he imagines that what occurred for him was that him going that far into being was a counterbalancing All of the doing that occurs on the planet. And he goes, sometimes he goes, I believe that that happens in life, that there has to be people that move so far into beingness because there are so many people so far into the doing. Wow. But that his pendulum swung into deep beingness. And then eventually, after time, doing arose from something that was going on inside of him. Mm. And then it was an organic process he says that he never plans anything. He never plans any talk. He never plans any weekend, anything that he does and shows up to. He likes to sit in the moment and allow the moment to say what it wants. Uh, That's what, and he talks about that in his writing process too, yeah. which I think is so interesting. And so I've really been asking myself that question of, what wants to happen if I just start wherever I am? Yeah. Hence, Kristen doesn't want to do a podcast. Yeah. What, what happens if I fully surrender into, in this moment, I feel like I have nothing to say. Yes. I, I don't feel inspired. Yes. And that out of, of surrendering completely into what is inside of this moment, what organically will start to move through it? Yes.
0: Yes. It really also speaking of things when you're like, I feel like I have nothing to say. I mean, we, you know, we do this all the time. We are neighbors, we live nearby, and we have like spontaneous little, like, let's go for a date. Um, And the other day we were wandering And this really speaks to identification. We there's a there's a French little restaurant that we love, and there's an Italian little restaurant we love. And we're usually like picking between like which one we want to go to. And we're standing on the corner where we could go to one or the other one. And it was that thing of like the identification, the thing we're used to, the thing we always do. And we weren't feeling particularly called either way. And then all of a sudden there was like this third option. There was this little restaurant out of nowhere that we didn't expect that was really cute, that we'd walked by a few times. And they had like the perfect cute table, like one little table for two left. And it was adorable. And we said, can we sit there? And they said, yes. And it was like this real little mom and pop little place. And all of a sudden it really felt like we were in Southern Italy. Yes. It, it was like the gentleman who was like waiting on us was like the little older Italian man who probably runs the place. And they had this thing where um, they didn't have a wine menu. And we were like, Well, that's so interesting because we just went for a little free wine tasting at the wine store and we had bought a little bottles. We actually happened to have a bottle with us and they opened it for us. And we had the most beautiful food. We had the most beautiful conversation And it was just this like lovely, perfect New York night. Perfect. And it came out of that pure inspiration of the not making a plan and the not knowing. But even at that dinner, we were having this really incredible conversation where I was really taking in your words. You were were sort of talking about what comes out of the space when you don't have to take the action right away, when you can really just be present in the space. And I think many of us feel guilty when we take space you know, like if I don't respond to the email right away, or if I don't, you know, and you were just really sharing with me about your experience of what it felt like to really listen to yourself and really take space. And as I was listening to you, I was like, it really relates to everything we've just been talking about in terms of, you know, we're going to label it an elephant and then we'll miss the magic that it actually is and give yourself time to like really create something new. And it reminds me of something else you've talked to me about before of like the the third option or like the third solution. It's like, it's this or that, or there's something else that wants to emerge. That's never been. And in the same way that restaurant was like the other solution, our conversation was about like other solutions. I think this podcast is leaning towards what happens when you get out of the identity of what beauty is supposed to be. And you say, oh, this is also beauty. Yeah. What happens when you get out of needing to know the answer? What happens when you just surrender to the present moment, something else emerges and we're so afraid to allow that something else to emerge, but I'm willing to bet anyone listening to this can say, and yet time I ever have,
1: it's been miracles. Always miracles. Thank you so much for everything you said. I've, there was a lot that I needed to hear in what you just said. Hmm. I do wanna say that that was a very romantic dinner. <laughs> But I think that I've been feeling this deep desire to create a lot of space in my life. I've been feeling a little bit of shame mm. for the desire to create space, even though I know in space is where miracles happen. Mm. But because we're so ingrained in action in our culture. In doing in the doing, the fears that come up are I won't be okay. Am I being lazy? I should know, like there's a, it's really interesting that even though I have the evidence of it and I'll be the first one to talk about space and what grows in it, that what I'm watching is this desire to create space. Mm. What I'm watching is this, this desire for a huge amount of stillness. And I'm having to let go of the part of me is conditioned but that's like not okay.
0: Yeah. The part of us that thinks we have to do the part of us that thinks if everyone else calls it a chair, I have to call it a chair
1: too. But it's, it's the artist that calls the chair, the spaceship.
0: Right. 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 And so you get to call space in your life. Freedom. Mm-hmm. You get to call it authenticity, yeah. you know, for all of us. Like I get to call going I I'm going I'm about to leave I'm leaving um in a few days actually I'm going on a mo- I'm going away for a month yes and
1: you are doing a month of joy
0: I I will I will turn my phone off yeah. and put the email settings on and I will go away yeah. you know and um there's a universe where especially as an actor it's kind of like career suicide to you know take yeah. a month off during episodic season You know, yeah. um, and there's a lot of, you know, what if something important comes up and what if, and, and, you know, but I can label that time away, whatever I want, but, you know, it's the artist who, who gets to say, well, I could, I could be conditioned and I could call it irresponsible. I could call it a waste of money. I could call it reckless, you know, and those are the kinds of things that, um, the culture I've been raised in would tell me to call it. And I can also call it my soul's calling, and I can also call it Mm self-love, and I can also call it joy and romance, and I can also call it the gateway into who I'm going to be next. We get to decide.
1: Ooh, the gateway into who I'm going to be next. We get to decide. We get to decide Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you liked this podcast and you want to find out more
0: about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, or online classes, you can check all of that
1: out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C, period R, period E, period A, period T, period E, period Community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend?